0: You're listening to To The Spirit
1: Podcast.
0: Hi, and welcome to The Spirit.
1: I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. How you doing, Beck? Good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Yeah? Spent it with Rick and Gabby and the other Rick
0: I don't know if anyone out
1: there knows who Rick and Gabby and the other Rick are, but... My sister, her husband, which is... Just in case you want to do
0: some stalking, we'll give you the address. Oh,
2: God. You you really don't want to show up there.
0: We're actually here with Rick. Would this be Rick Jr.?
2: This is uh, actually Richard III.
0: Okay. King Richard III. (laughs) Yes. King Richard III is our favorite guest. He likes to pop in and...
2: And spew paranoid garbage. And
0: yes... (laughs) It's just, he's got that buttery voice that women love. Believe me,
2: we've got, we've had, we've
1: Mm -hmm. had feedback. You should be thankful for that. told your mom about it on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Oh God. All the ladies, they want pictures too. Do you have pictures of this Ricky guy? Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: ladies, just, just whatever's in your mind is where it should stay. That's, that's probably, I have a face made for radio. That's why I'm here.
0: Oh, stop it. (laughs) This Thanksgiving, there was a huge ordeal about a monolith. Did you guys see that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, I did. Here's the thing, everybody out there, I'm I'm probably a paranoid schizophrenic. So uh, if the mainstream news comes out with it, I look at it enough to see what is going on, sort of. But then I turn it off and I try to do my own research. So all I know is... 2001 a space odyssey opening yep. credits happened in yep. the desert somewhere exactly i looked it up yet
0: well that's pretty much you hit it it was in the utah desert uh, fashioned up against a nice set of boulders and it did look very 2001 space odyssey a lot of people were using comparisons for that however it, it may not be that mysterious they there were people they were telling people not to go. you know you tell people not to go somewhere they're gonna go mm-hmm. the, yeah that it was what's that noise that's the aliens. They're trying to get in now.
1: Oh. We heard them. They've, already- <laughs> They've arrived.
2: Oh, Oop. the dogs have here. forced their oh. way into the room. Oh, Hi, my puppies.
0: lord. <laughs> oh, my lord. You can't be part of this. They will
2: not be denied.
0: All right, I guess so. Where was I? Uh left off. Well, the
1: people will go there.
0: Yeah, they'd be, they tell people not to go there. They're going to go there. Don't look at the car crash. You're going to look at the car crash, right? Well, <laughs> maybe it's a good thing because people did go in and they did find rivets. It was an artist installation or something of the like
1: yeah they even saw the cuts in the the rock yes
2: well yeah but another one of our topics today is also man-made and that is nonetheless creepy and serves a purpose so yeah was it made by aliens i don't i don't i guess not (laughs) no but i mean i think it could also come to symbolize something else it could
1: when you see how people react to it it shows how our society's thinking in the moment too like well 2020 i know well there's so many weird things that have happened like when did um the crop circle start how long ago was that that's been a while yeah
2: 1960s or 70s it was the I think.
1: 60s I'm thinking it was in the 90s. I thought it was it, the 90s. It really
2: got out of control in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. yeah.
1: But some of those were proven to be false for sure. Yeah. But some are pretty Elaborate. A, yeah, they're elaborate. I remember uh watching a show where these kids from some really awesome college, real smart, decided to do one themselves. They had a hard time getting just simple designs done in one night.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And so when you see the elaborate ones that are done just overnight just appear, it's very impressive. I don't don't think it's impossible that people can't do it, but it showed that they had a group of college students do it. And they really planned it out well, even added some of the things that they were finding at these sites, like little shavings of metal that they would find. So they decided to make a machine that could sprinkle these little (laughs) metal shavings around just to show that we're going to do everything that we're finding. So they were able to accomplish it, but it was just not a very interesting looking one.
2: That sounds like a, a like a Rube Goldberg machine approach to doing a study. It's it's almost like we're going to create a machine. What was it to show? The, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's yeah. it's just um yeah. I think with those, you know, a lot of people think now it was like bored farmers and kids playing pranks but i think there's a lot of things that at times accompany those like cattle mutilations it's like have they ever done a you know like they always like to say it's like yeah cattle dies and then it's like gas escaping the body but it's it's like how come it's proven that like most of the time the flesh on these things is literally carved it's not
0: precision cut like laser cut
2: i don't necessarily go to aliens I, i think it could very well be just people out there Okay, Um, yeah.
0: I mean, there's definitely a mixture between both, but some of those mutilations that have bloodlessness, like there's absolutely no blood. It's just too much.
2: And not only that, but once they started to, quote unquote, debunk those things, they always pointed fingers at like the farmers who like this land it was. And it's like their life usually became hell after that was discovered, you know, after they discovered a crop circle or something. It's like, why would they like? Yes. What what does the attention get them? It it gets them like mocked in media and it damages their crops, damages their business. It's it's not like it serves them any purpose. Then they got to deal with crazy speech spectators and the FBI trouncing through their (laughs) land for like years afterwards like to me I don't think it was the work of people seeking attention for themselves I I think it was definitely other people like um, the skinwalker
1: ranch is like that they wanted to have a great working ranch where they were going to raise cattle and all that and then that place was a nightmare right and they had to leave they just had to basically try to sell it to the next person
0: What's interesting about this monolith, though, it was on government land, Hmm. and that is against the law to be leaving installation pieces like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder
2: if it was a leftover set piece from the movie version of Hair, (laughs) like you know, yeah, (laughs) like when they filmed that scene, that was part of it, but then it wound its way into the cutting room floor, like because people leave (laughs) set pieces and crap behind all the time. Like I remember a couple of years ago. A young girl in in England on a walk with her father found like a Dalek in a pond and it was from a 1980s episode of Doctor Who. Or another kid that same year I think found a, a sword that looked like something King Arthur would wield and it was like, no, BBC was filming some sort of TV show or something and some idiot just at the end of filming chucked it in the water.
0: Talking about weird monoliths and stones and things that come out of nowhere What do you guys know about the Georgia Guidestones?
2: Well, um, they were erected in 1980 by a professional company. But the thing is, it was the brainchild of a guy by the name of, I think it was R.C. Christian, Mm -hmm. which is obviously a fake name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And... He approached some granite carving company to make, you know, this elaborate design. And they thought he was so full of it that they quoted him something like four or five times above what they would normally charge for a project of that size. And without even hesitating, he just said, you know, yeah, I'll go right ahead. I'll pay you whatever you want. He said he represented a community of people that for like 20 years they had been planning this. Once again, a weird, mysterious group represented by him bought... The farmland that it was placed on. Basically, they built this thing and then they never returned. Apparently, there was plans of, a, or at least as far as we know, for all we know, that farmer who still owns all the land around it just lets him and his buddies sneak onto it in the middle of the night and do God <laughs> knows what there. But, but you know, there was supposed to be a time capsule, but doesn't look like the part of it where they were going to inscribe the dates was ever done, and so they don't know if anything was actually buried underneath it. It's basically...
1: It's the inscriptions that are the yeah. spooky part. The sandblaster charged with carving each of the
0: 4,000 plus characters on the stones, which, by the way, they were in like eight languages. Yep. Uh, during the hundreds of hours he spent etching the guides, he had been constantly distracted by strange music and disjointed voices. I don't That's believe it. really
1: weird. Mm-hmm. I believe it. When I was trying to read more about it, I did not come across that. So that's really quite frightening.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to say over the years, too, when when people have gone out there, there's always been a certain handful of people that experience strange things like disembodied voices and um, tricks of the sun, they say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all sorts of weird things.
1: There's been rituals. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, Graffiti. I know there there was graffiti.
2: I think it's on a ley line too. I think that's why yeah, they put it in. Everything is
1: ordered towards like the yeah. sun, the stars. Yeah, everything is lined up, so, which makes you think. You know, wh- who are these people? They kind of remind me of maybe masons or some sort of thing like that because they kind of have that in their belief system. They are very interested in those type of things.
2: It could be. I, I have my own belief though about the Masons. I think a lot of what's said about them and their their actual goals is probably true. But I think a lot of mysterious organizations, they like to think that they're running the show or contributing to it. Mm -hmm. But really, I think the majority of the world is actually controlled by one to maybe 12 people that we've never heard the name of. And all of these people think they're in on it. But at the end of the day, if they have to be sacrificed for the cause of the true people behind it. They will. They're, they'll never be one of them. They'll never be safe. They're Just patsies. like we're never safe. Yeah, they're patsies. Mm-hmm. This R.C. Christian guy, he probably thinks he's ushering in something great, but he's probably dead now. And I He doubt... is, actually.
0: The one person who knew who he was was that granite Did guy. he die
2: of a heart mm-hmm. attack or in an accident? I
0: didn't say. <laughs> but this guy that knows who this R.C. Christian is... Will not reveal it. Even on his deathbed, he refuses because he wants the mystery to live on. Which is kind of cool. I guess, except for the fact of, well, like you said, let's go
1: back to what's on those stones. You want me to read them? Yeah. Okay. Maintain humanity under 500,000 in perpetual balance with nature. So Eugenics. Is that, yeah, it's it's the idea of keeping the population down so everything... I guess functions better on the planet Even when
0: five hundred thousand. It's not a lot. How many billions are now on the planet? Almost eight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. It's very bizarre. Yeah. You know, unite humanity with a living new language. Okay.
0: <laughs> Even though they used eight different languages or possibly more on the stones, what what is this? Is that am I interpreting that incorrectly? I know mm-hmm. what that
2: really means they they're not even talking about a literal language uh, no they're they're talking about the law make the law living mm. adjust it to expedient needs at least that's what i get out of it because if you can bend the law then you can continue to control everything if laws aren't set in stone like these are these are guidelines they are not laws these mm-hmm. are the blueprint for the world that you want mm-hmm. to make
1: okay Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts, which is a good one. That makes sense, yeah. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. That sounds like one rule.
2: Well, (laughs) yes, but but we already already have it on Mm. continents. We have the European Union. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have, well... Sort of. It's it's always been kind of in limbo, but like stuff like NAFTA. Well, really, even the United Nations. I mm-hmm. mean, right now, I mean, during the election time, they talked about if we had all sorts of madness and hysteria over the election, you know, right before it occurred that people like Pelosi were going to ask them to step in and arbitrate the election. Or in Europe, your government is not your own. You elect your officials but then they answer to a governing body that is not elected, and they tell your governing body what to do. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track. No, No, that's okay. No, I think
1: it's relevant. Number seven is avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's not a bad one either. Balance personal rights with social duties. That kind of sounds like... um, Socialism. Like social duties. like
2: (laughs) Give your life for the state. I don't think most people want it. Mm. most no. people either think they want they it think they want it. or uh dead people voted for it
1: prize truth beauty love seeking harmony with the infinite i mean that sounds great and all
0: mm-hmm. except for the whole
1: wipe everybody out but 500 000. we can't just gloss past that main one i'm <laughs> always telling people too the ones that are like we need to get our population down like why don't you volunteer yourself and be the first one because when it comes down to it
2: these, they never think it's going to be them.
1: Yeah, they never think it's going to be them. It's always this group of people.
2: I bet if we looked up the number of people in the world who possessed, like, say, half a billion dollars and more, right? It's probably somewhere around 300,000, <laughs> you know? I mean, and I'm, I'm talking about, like, the whole world over. I mean, obviously, there's not that many in, like, the United States or whatever. Right. Or maybe there's, like, 100,000, right? Um, but then they need slaves. And that is the rest. And they will be genetically modified. By the way, folks, this was stuff that I had professors scream at me in college about. And I used to get in arguments over. They, they talked all about engineering another race. How, hmm. you know, our children can all have blonde hair and blue eyes. If that doesn't freak what? anybody out, I don't want to talk. You know, if, you, if it doesn't freak you out, I don't want to talk to you. And they do it under this guise of, well, yeah, but then we can eliminate things like Down syndrome. And childhood defects, you know, and, and, and allergies to certain things, you know, deadly allergies mm-hmm. to certain things. And OK, but that's no longer your child, really, because right. it's DNA and r- RNA has to be altered. So it's not 100 percent you. I mean, if you took an ancestry test, yeah, it would probably <laughs> really confuse it. We aren't meant to muck with these things. Look, at we, we've been doing it to our food for decades, mm-hmm. and we're all getting sicker. Everybody's getting Alzheimer's. You know when people die now? You have to be put in caskets that are very, very different from how they used to be. Before, they could just stack some plywood together and bury you. They cannot do that now because your body is filled with so many metals and chemicals that you will poison the soil with your corpse
0: we just went real dark.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it's the truth. It is the truth. And this comes from what they put in our food because how else is it getting into your body? Now, listen, I could talk vaccines all day, but I know I'm going to piss off a certain amount of your audience. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I I think early on inoculations and vaccinations were very helpful. But if you think what's going into your body now (laughs) is there to help you, there's a lot of people in India and Africa that would like to have a conversation with you.
1: Last one. Okay. <laughs> Steps like that. That's kind don't. of my thing. <laughs> yeah. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature.
2: It sounds good, though, right? It, does, it sound does sound good. It sounds awesome.
1: It sounds very. And
2: that's how they get you.
1: It seems like the focus is on man. Not, I don't want to call it nature worship or anything. If you look at the Christian ideas, it's God first. But this is, I think, man first, God second. So they're just how I see it. But Well,
2: it, that's exactly what it is. Steph. Cultish, yeah. yeah. It really, it, in ter- and I'm just talking about the culture war of things, mm-hmm. okay? I'm, I'm just talking about uh, what society over time started to deem cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, really started with the age of romanticism in poetry and in literature. Listen, if you like Lord Byron... I'm sure you shop at Hot Topic. All props to the guy for going to Greece with these ideas of revolution and dying for it. You know, the guy walked what he talked. I'll I'll give him that. And I know I'm getting off track, but, you know, there was a lot of people like him. Spoiled, hedonistic people that really, their, their poetry was not impressive for me. Anyways, it, it some of it was good, some of it was good. It's mainly the earlier ones, but people like him that engaged in out of sheer uh, contrarianism in a lot of ways to normal society. They they experimented with swinging, debauchery, and they came up with a lot of unique ideas. They inspired a lot of people, but. That was really when I think subversion of Western culture began. And I think it grew out of control to the point where later on, like you had Emily Dickinson and a lot of people love her. And actually I really do enjoy her poetry, but somebody who on the surface wrote so much about God and, and puritism and everything, she was very much like, no, I, she would tell you, I'm, I'm a pagan. And I, worship nature and God is secondary. And and that's how it begins, right? It begins with this sort of agnosticistic blurring of the lines. And then over time, you know, you flash forward to today and I know I'm skipping a lot of stuff and to some people I probably sound crazy, but... <laughs> You skip forward to today, and it's it's now the idea of cultural relativism. Everything is relative. Just like that living law thing I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, cultural norms. If you can shift them and mold them and shape them and immediately turn one thing that was a cultural norm, uh, now, you know, make everyone consider it evil, like they're doing with a Cancel lot of things culture. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, within five years, you can turn a cultural trait into something that people can fear it's it's the same same effect as it would have on the law you can bend and mold people into thinking how you want them to think and cultural relativism is very dangerous and I would say it was the overall aim of a lot of the stuff I was talking about and we tend to ignore it today but I think that's a big part of what the Georgia Guidestones are talking about they want us to be lifeless shapeless formless Because then we can be molded and then there will be a significant portion of people, mark my words, 10 years from now, that will voluntarily go to the gas chamber.
0: You think people will voluntarily go to the gas chamber?
2: Mm -hmm. Or, you know, firing range, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I honestly do. There's actually a movement of people that's already around that's that's all for it. They don't want to themselves be killed because they're still a little bit afraid, but... They actively refuse to reproduce. They try to spread literature about the subject. This idea of humanity as a cancer came from the Romantic movement. It really did, because it started to talk about nature and talk about man-creeping. And listen, we can talk about that all day. I think in a lot of ways it was so successful, because yeah, at the time they were right. We were just tearing things down, the natural world apart. But we're different now. We've come a long way. I'm not saying we don't have a longer way to go, but there's a lot of people that can never be convinced that humanity isn't a cancer. And the be not the cancer, it's exactly what what they're talking about. They only want people who will go along with whatever they say. And eventually you'll get to the point of being a brainwashed, soulless husk that will kill yourself if the state asks you to.
0: Let's transition that. (laughs) I just happened to this year stumble on this when Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, you know who they are? Mm -mm. They were in Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Well, Simon Pegg did a a new series called Truth Seekers, and it's a paranormal show. It's over in England. And he was a paranormal investigator that constantly had this ham radio in his truck. He actually worked for a Wi-Fi company. In between his jobs, he would be listening to this ham radio that would be spitting numbers out. Sequences of numbers. Mm. And it was the same numbers over and over and over.
2: Nobody fully knows the purposes of them, but people have speculated. I mean, first of all, let's go on what is probably true, is the fact that they're military-based. The earliest ones date back to World War I. Really, there was an explosion of them post-World War II and going into the cold war. And that was also when obviously, you know, we forget about it now, but ham radios were a big thing for a time here in America. Mm -hmm. And a lot of amateur operators started picking up on these stations and each one, now they call them number stations, but some of them will have people saying a message or music. Nobody knows their purpose.
0: It's a one-way traffic, too. The, tr- the yes. transmitters broadcast numbers through the recipient. The recipient doesn't reply. Yes. So you have that. If they were doing it using a computer, that could be traced. Paper, you could probably burn. But these coded radio transmissions, they have encrypted data, so it's perfect.
2: Yes, and most importantly, a lot of these stations will put out the same broadcast continually for years and years and years and years and years. And it could be uh, something that's three seconds long. It, It could be something that's, you know, 10 minutes, but it'll be the same message over and over again. And then they tend to change or shut down right before insane events. I was talking to Steph a couple of days ago. And right before, I don't know how many people out there remember this, but, you know, the Russian coup in 1991... Right before then, some of them changed what they were broadcasting, almost like it was giving the green light to something. Another one shut down, the Lincolnshire Poacher, which, by the way, is the one used in Truth Seekers. That one shut down right at the crash of 2008. Hmm. So each one, I mean, personally, this is just me. I don't have anything to back it up. But I personally think each one of them has a responsibility. And... They're only meant to be picked up on by obviously the people who are meant to respond to them. I mean, think about this, okay? Here in America, where it took off the most back then, people probably don't remember, but there were several different governing bodies. In fact, we had uh, the establishment of our what's it called? Is it the not the FAA, the uh, Radio Council, whatever it's called? I can't. Sorry, guys, my memory fails right, me. I'm trying to... But we had so many different governing bodies fighting. The ownership of ham radios. The government literally tried to make them illegal, hmm. and nobody could figure out. They were saying it was messing with air traffic control, and all these. Other, but you know, they did the same thing with pirate radio stations, and they don't.
0: No, <laughs> there's different frequencies they're operating on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, a, a pilot is operating at a completely different frequency than a exactly. ham radio.
2: Exactly, and that's the thing. And so I think. They were really trying to stop people looking into these things. I honestly think that what the message that you're hearing, the repeated message over and over and over again, that's almost like an everything's okay alarm if anyone watches The Simpsons. (laughs) And so it's meant to continually go, but the moment it goes silent, then... I think those are probably stations that had a singular purpose, like, okay, crash the economy. And then ones that change their message, I think those work in stages. They're sort of, you know, each message means a different thing when they change it. There's Um,
0: something paranormal about it, too, because... There are forums and Reddit threads and Mm -hmm. people that are still sitting down. There's hundreds of these channels and they're still listening to these encoded messages, whatever they may be.
2: They're the real heroes. And they're
0: hearing, they're just trying to figure it out. They're coded radio transmissions. They think they have encrypted data. So they're sitting there listening to this over and over and over. And sometimes they claim they hear voices in the background. Mm Mm-hmm that are different. I mean it's yeah. like you'll have that message, but you'll have people talking behind that. Sometimes they'll switch channels. Sometimes one message will go from one transmission channel to another completely different channel and continue and pick up from there. But
1: Kinda reminds me of the T V series Lost. Remember that number thing that they, do you yeah. remember the show? Yeah, yeah. I think it
2: was based on that. Like really? concept, yeah. Oh
1: wow. And then they had to punch in the code every day. Mm-hmm. And then if they didn't do it, they were trying to figure if they didn't do it, what would happen? <laughs> yep. but yeah, but that was
0: constantly going on a we relay. Should give our listeners an idea of what we're even speaking about. So can, yeah, why don't we play a few clips? All right, which uh, which one should we play first? Well, why don't we
2: start off with the Lincolnshire Poacher because most people might be familiar with that, or they can turn around and watch the Truth Seekers, and then you know they can hear it for themselves. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I mean, they used a defunct station in it, um, maybe because. You know, the BBC didn't want to get in trouble. This station no longer broadcasts.
1: Six, three, four, four, five. Six, three,
0: four, four. Four, four, Two, four, four, one. That's creepy. Yeah, And maybe. I don't know how anyone could sit there and listen to that over and over without hearing that in their dreams.
2: And it was traced to a Royal Air Force base in Cyprus. The island of Cyprus, which is uh, right off the coast of Turkey. And uh, I think off the coast of Syria. But the British used to have a base there. And, you know, it's kind of funny, though. In 2009, all the people of Cyprus woke up towards the end of the crash and found out that the banks had uh, taken half of their money and froze the remainder of their assets and did something called a government Mm buy-in instead of a bailout. And they've never had, really, uh, the people of Cyprus, the same economic independence since it was an overnight takeover of socialism.
0: How long did the um, Lincolnshire Poacher Station continue that?
2: They ended in 2008, which right around the time of the worldwide crash. Okay. That's why I say that one. It fulfilled its purpose. And uh, I think Cyprus was sort of the guinea pig for what they want to roll, economically speaking, what they want to roll out for the rest of the world. I think there will be a government buying of banks here when the inevitable crash happens. It's coming soon, guys. I'm sorry. And uh, you're going to want to probably buy as much crypto and precious metals as you can.
0: And lock and load.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you're going to wake up one day, possibly, because they did roll out a lot of legislature after the 2008 crash, because the bailouts guys, they did a terrible job. I don't care what side of the political aisle you fall on. They did a crap job. And they rolled out this legislator saying, well, hey, you know, the American people didn't mind us spending all their taxpayer dollars to fund corporations that cut their jobs and help kill the country. Why don't we try a bail-in next time? They're testing the waters. And so now the laws are in place for it to happen. And if you don't believe me, you can look it up for yourself. They looked at Cyprus and went, well, nobody raised a finger there. Nobody did anything. Let's try it in the rest of the world. So once again, sorry to blackpill everybody. But you
1: think there's a link, at least, with these weird was, events, yeah. these global events, with yeah, the because it, of it, it right. ended
2: right around the same time of the economic crash, and then, as far as we know, we trace the transmissions to the very place where, at least in the Western Hemisphere, Western part of the world, was the very uh, trial ground for what they need to do. Back in the late 90s, obviously governments of the world refused to really speak on these things too much. But representative of the UK, uh, the Department of Trade and Industry, they regulated radio broadcasts at the time. They just said, these stations are what you suppose they are. People shouldn't be mystified by them. They are not for, shall we say, public consumption. Now, that should bother people.
0: (laughs) But that's interesting because... I had come across a message that said no government has ever officially admitted or denied using number stations, nor have intelligence
2: agencies. Mm-hmm. There's a number of Russian stations. UVB-76. When... That one creeps me out quite a bit, if um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, which I'm pretty sure it is, where... Isn't that the one with the Russian talking?
0: Mm, it says the buzzer. Let's see.
2: Oh, yes. This is the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, this is the crazy noise. Yep. I'm sorry. I always know that one by the buzzer, but I believe there's also a dash 5-1, okay. and I get my numbers.
1: Let's see. 3 7 3 Nine. Six. Nine. 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 Do you notice, though, that all of these make you feel crazy? Like, listening to them, they have, like, that insanity yeah. feel. Like, if you mm-hmm. listen to this for more than a few minutes, you'd probably, like, go nuts.
0: Yeah. I get a little hair raise on my arm, too,
2: for some reason. I don't know why. The buzzer um, is a classic. That's one of the most famous ones. I always just knew that one as the buzzer. You know what? What's a great thing to look for is the CONET project, C-O-N-E-T. Because that'll have a ton of recordings on there. And it gives a little bit more in-depth analysis. On YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah, there's the Swedish Rhapsody. Yep,
0: I have that queued up. Okay, you know what? I'm starting to freak out, you know why?
1: Sounds like aliens.
0: What have I been getting? Yeah. I don't even know if Rick knows that. What's up? So I've been getting these weird, like just random. I got a random phone call at 1111 mm-hmm. and it had weird sounds like this. They're just weird. Like I called them boops and bops. Remember boops mm-hmm. and beeps. And then I was recording a interview in mm-hmm. New Hampshire in a truck, nothing on, no cell phones. I had just a handheld recorder mm-hmm. and we were talking about Granite State phenomenon. We we're talking about UFOs and American Stonehenge and all that. And on the recorder, I got the same boops and beeps, like boop, 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 almost like a transmission was coming through. And then a week later, I get a call with the, with another transmission that comes right through to my voicemail. And as I'm listening to this, I'm kind of like, "What in the?"
2: I've gotten that too. That's so
1: crazy. Not that
2: part. I haven't gotten. The ice that cream
1: part. man's coming. I know. Here. Get the quarters, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, yeah, the sweet Swedish Rhapsody is freaky.
2: Yeah, um, there's also, um, this one is just labeled the magnetic field. So I, I, if you don't mind, I'm just Go going to play it.
0: it. Do we know anything about it?
2: The recording's been taken down, that makes sense. Son of a bitch. Uh, let me see if I can find <laughs> another one of the ones okay. that...
0: Well, uh, let me just say that the Swedish Rhapsody started broadcasting from Poland in the 1970s, and it features a music box version of the Swedish Rhapsody Number no. 1. Followed by a female child's voice. Oh, we didn't hear that part. Reciting a list of numbers in German, ending with the word
2: "aktun." This is the PIP, okay, this is the sister station to the buzzer, Okay. so there's a lot of similarities there. Some people think that they complement each other, but this comes from uh, the North Caucus region as far as they know, so we're talking like Georgia, Armenia, Azerbaijan, the northeast end of Turkey, uh, that that sort of region, so I don't know. This one it's, uh, might have a lot of purpose with what's going on right now, I don't know if people follow World News. But poor Armenia is getting the absolute Tar kicked out of it by uh, Georgia. and mm. uh, there's a whole war going on there. pretty intense. but but this is the pip. This is the sister station to the buzzer.
1: okay.
0: So there's never any
2: variations to this? Um, some people really dissect these things, right? And they'll even pull out like a metronome and try to count the number of seconds or measures between each beep to see if it changes. Yeah. Or see if it increases in the amount per minute. Does it? You know? Do we know? Uh That right there is what is labeled as its normal operation, which is about 50 beats per minute.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a heart monitor.
2: Yeah, but apparently, and I'm just quoting this article here, the times at which the station switches from the day to night frequency or vice versa are changed over the course of the year, presumably to match the changing lengths of day and night. So this one, for all we know, could be tracking the days. I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. But apparently with this one, there's not as much variation. But apparently the beeps are sometimes interrupted for the transmission of coded voice messages in Russian, like the Russian word for four, not the number, but like F-O-R and two. And it's just super sort of dense and coded, and they don't really know what the heck that they're talking about. Uh, Other messages that have been deciphered are how do you hear or just over, as in, like, message received.
1: Does each country have a number station? Like, does the U.S. have one that we send out a message? I think... Seems like it.
2: I think America has probably control over the most, I would say, along with the U.K. and Russia. Basically, all the big players in the Cold War seem to have the most Mm. number stations. If you want me to go full crazy, I'll tell you right now that... Because I think it's connected to the number stations is why I bring it up. Okay. Is that, first of all, when it comes to World War II, guys, I'm sorry. We lost. What happened there was... We lost? Yes. That's a big statement. No, there... Let's just say that um, some deals were cut with some of the most famous and wealthy British and American families uh, on the planet. The war was ended... Hitler was killed, all of that. Uh, That, to me, I think, obviously took place. You know, it it seemed like we won, but I'm talking in terms of what we were fighting for, a war against socialism, heavy nationalism, fascism. We cut deals to keep that in place, and what the Cold War was, was simply... I mean, because think about it. Think about what freedoms during the Cold War we were willing to do away with. We were willing to be monitored. We were willing to be tracked You know, we had witch hunts. We turned people in. The Cold War was the installation of socialism around the world. That was almost kind of what we're going through now, but on a softer and more gradual scale. We move forward to today. Think about since we came out of the Cold War. American politics has swung further and further to the left. I always think there should be a balance, right? Um, But all of the aims supposed aims that they would come out and say of communism to subvert and take down the West guys they all came true they all came true how many people out there right now come from broken homes probably promulgated by atheist families Um, and and listen believe what you want to believe I'm not going to try to stop you but but all of the aims came to pass we now scream and shout for free health care we now scream and shout to be taken care of. And these numbers stations, a lot of them were installed during that time. That's why it goes back to what I was saying, is that I think these are ways for them to communicate um, without actually being seen. It's, It's why governments across the world come down, or at least tried to early on, came down so hard on people trying to monitor them, like normal citizens. And... We quickly brand anybody who points this stuff out as, you know, is as, as kind of like crazy, you know, like wasting their time, whatever. But, but let me just pose this question. If these number stations are meaningless and they're just outdated pieces of technology, like somebody forgot to turn the lights off in an old Antarctic base, why haven't we shut them down yet?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That is that is yeah. the weird part of it. That you is know? the weird, strange,
2: almost paranormal. Yeah. Part of it. But I think it's connected to that, um, and I know your audience might get mad at me. Talk. I I hope they don't. Um, you know, I'm not trying to upset anybody. It's just uh, looking at this. If we really take a long, hard look at the world, and and yes, I'm sure anybody out there who's even slightly interested in conspiracy theories or the paranormal has heard these names. But if you look into Rockefellers and Rothschilds, if you look into especially uh, Bill Gates, I mean, these are people who brazenly talked about the science of eugenics in its heyday. And they talked about socialist idealism. They talked about these things. I think, just me personally, a lot of that stuff was true. And we're in a lockdown now. And i would be interesting to see, during this COVID time, what number stations across the world are doing. But as I told Beck, I tried to do some more research before the show. And a lot of my old pages are down. They're gone. (sighs) Really weird. Yeah.
0: That's right. We're just going to name this episode Guidestones, Number Stations, and Conspiracy Theories. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's
2: paranoia. But, <laughs> but listen, I think these number stations have a part to play. I, I do. And I think if anything, anybody out there who's capable of listening to them might want to right now. For all we know, they could definitely be, you know, the remaining ones at least, a clue as to what's going on, I think that there's a lot going on right now, and, and if I if if I had the technology to listen to them to monitor them right now, we'd probably be seeing a lot of them changing around their messaging. You know, I don't think they're probably as stable mm. anymore. Well, um,
0: here's another one. It's called the Backwards Music Station. Have you heard of this one?
2: I've heard of it. I don't know if I've heard the message. Well, though.
0: the header says it all. The station is eerily named with just an XM. Sounds like a distorted feedback driven noise, though an altered voice can sometimes be heard.
1: Oh. 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 Sounds like War of the Worlds. Yeah, it gives me the chills. <laughs> yeah. That one just sent Woo. like shivers down me. I didn't <laughs> like that one. They're coming to get us.
0: Now, did you know there's a YouTube number station?
2: No. It has a... I don't... I'm not on YouTube that much.
0: 77,000 videos of abstract shapes. Oh. Um, and the account name is Webdriver Torso, And he's posted 77,000 videos, each one 11 seconds in length and containing pitch sounds and a blue and red rectangle. One theory is that this message is a spy board, a digital online equivalent of a number station. So here is... Let's see if we can get a little...
1: Oh. That's terrible.
0: You see the woo? That's
2: bad. You know what that sounds like, though? Um, video game. Well, <laughs> pong. I, I guess so. Um, but uh, my my uh, my uncle, growing up, uh, he was a firefighter, and so he had one of those police scanners that was on oh, all yeah. the time. So when I would go and spend the night as a kid at my cousin's house. In the middle of the night, that would just and they kept it in their kitchen, which we would sleep in the the living room, which was right off the kitchen. And that noise, right before a message, would just like cut through the house at like midnight. And you'd be like, "What yeah. is that?" <laughs> you know. But his kids, you know, they were so used to it, they wouldn't even wake yeah, up, sleep right through it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to find. This one is actually a video that I was watching about a guy who was a Navy. He was training to be a Navy SEAL, and he said they put them through a test. They have to listen to this insane song for a long time to see if they can tolerate it. He said if they can't make it through this, they can't become a Navy SEAL. And it's an insane-sounding song that has terrible pitches in it. Like, you hear the—just like when you're listening to those beeps, you know, yeah, it yeah. sends a shriek, you know? But it's a real song. I'm going to see if I can find it. So okay,
2: There's also a Yosemite Sam one, apparently— which I just came across when I was doing research for the show. I did find a recording of it here.
1: So the poem... It's called The Boots Poem. This is the famous Navy SEAL torture simulation, which the way that the cadence and everything about it is so annoying and, and so bad that it kind of reminds me of these sounds that we've been hearing, but just to show how horrible it is. We have foot, clog, clog, lung,
2: clog, lung, clogging over Africa.
0: Oh, so stand by day because the company, but night brings long Things
1: of
0: 40,000 million boots, 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 boots. Moving up and down again. There's no discharge in the war. Try, 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 try to think of something different. Oh, my God. Keep oh my God. me from going lunatic. Can you imagine hearing that over Fault, and over Fault, and over?
2: Yeah. What also freaks me out is that my grandfather was a Marine and, uh, what that did with his head before he he passed away. And by the way, I think this is kind of conspiracy, but he met my grandmother at Camp Lejeune. My grandmother was from North Carolina and that's where Camp Lejeune is. And, you know, they met each other, moved, because my grandfather was from up here, he moved back and they got, you know, they were married and everything. But he died in a terrible accident about 10 years after he moved up here. So he's been gone a long time, but well after he died... At Camp Lejeune, they found out that they had been, it was basically like the worst underground soil and water poisoning scandal in like Eastern American history. My dad has like a really strange blood protein defect, which we think probably comes from that. You know, uh, everybody there who served there, who even just spent time there, like got cancer and stuff. My grandmother got cancer oh my God. Um, and uh, passed away in 2004. But it was like simultaneous almost. It was like she, you know, which does happen with some people, but it is kind of crazy. Um, she she had this like really pernicious form of of well, it already is pernicious, but like o- in overdrive form of like lung disease. It do they know what the poison was? It was all sorts of things. I I wish I thought of looking up the Camp Lejeune because it has been a couple years, guys, since I read about it. Basically, the government denied it for years and Camp Lejeune was started many decades ago, you know, I think around the time of World War II and it wasn't until the 90s that they finally admitted it and also stopped poisoning their Marines. But there was uh, a lot of it was was waste runoff. My grandmother officially lived in Kinston, which wasn't that far away. But that whole area, especially back then, was, was very rural. They were surrounded by farms. So I'm guessing a lot of it was like, you know, DDT and other pesticide runoff going into their water cisterns. But a lot of it was put there by the government itself. When they tried to blame other factors, they literally couldn't find and compel enough evidence they're still fighting lawsuits in court there are people who can't walk people that have crazy all sorts of diseases so i don't know sorry sorry Steph. it's just talking about all this conspiracy stuff and then talking about that marines thing it's like man what did they not (laughs) do to my grandfather
1: it seems all institutions that they try to hide so much stuff to maintain their image or whatever they're trying to create you get religious groups that hide all their abuses. But Governments also, do the same thing. But also,
2: um, I was thinking, going back to the number stations thing. You know, my other grandfather, your dad, mm-hmm. was monitoring communications during the Korean War in Greenland. Which I wonder how many of those he was listening to. Yeah,
1: I don't know. He's never really talked about it too much. I know that he used to do radar stuff, but. Mm-hmm. He said they'd see some weird stuff on monitors, you know, when they could see what was going yeah, going on. I don't know. He, he said there was, at one point, they were tracking two things coming in on radar that literally were at such a high rate of speed. He says, and it looked like they were going to collide, and then they stopped before they collide and then separated and went the other way. He goes, if it, at a very high rate of speed. Oh, clearly UFO. Yes.
2: I mean... That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it Man, is.
2: I don't know what I would do if I... Saw that Witness myself. That, yeah. yeah, I think everybody should during the summertime go out in the middle of nowhere where there's no lights. We well,
1: was in Greenland, so night. that's like yeah, exactly. The stars must look like diamonds, you know. I mean, they must look yeah. amazing.
2: You'll always see though, like irregular movement. You you will. Like every time I've, I I I used to go out all the time in the woods and just sleep out there. You know, camp out there, whatever. And on a good night, just looking up, you'd see all sorts of weird stuff. You know, some of it can be explained by science, but then there are things where It's like that's not a satellite. I don't know what that is. That's that's not something bouncing off of our atmosphere. You're absolutely right. You know, I've seen that stuff too. Yeah,
0: things that are. It's not a satellite. It's switched. It's trajectory that satellites just don't do that. Yeah, there's blinks that are happening between. It looks like stars, almost like a communication that's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not just an atmospheric overlay. I mean, this is literal signals from one star to another. And then yeah. that star may move in the sky. It's very odd.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. I uh, sit talking about that again. I, I want it to be summer again, so I can go out and do that. Um, I don't
0: know. Winter has some good stuff if you can stand the cold. Yeah. I mean, the skies are usually clear on the icy cold nights. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And occasionally, for all of our listeners that don't live here, I mean, it's very, very rare. But if our winters get bad enough, we sometimes get the northern lights here, yeah. even, and Talking to people, too, that just live, like, maybe in South Carolina or something, not that far away, just, like, trying to tell them, like, yeah, it gets dark here at, like, 4, Yeah. you know, 3.30. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no.
0: Oh, it feels
1: like Alaska, no, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, nope. you know, we get we get about, uh, at the height of winter, we get, like, six hours of sunlight. Yeah. That's about it. It's
1: depressing, too. Like, I get up in the morning to go to work, and it's pitch black. And I go home, and it's pitch black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa. I'm like, I haven't seen any daylight today. Nope.
2: Yeah, I've gone entire winters not seeing the sun just because of my work schedule and then also my sleep schedule on my days off, like I'm just it's, seeing darkness.
0: That's why I have a sad light in this uh,
2: this yeah, here studio. Uh, those are very important to have. <laughs> <They>
0: are. <laughs> the people are like, what are you doing with that light exactly in your surgery? I'm like, no, making myself happy
1: and feel like I'm under the sun. <laughs>
2: We're like a lizard in a cage. We need that UV lamp from time <laughs> to going time. Going
1: back to number station, do you think at all, because of those sounds, are so horrible sounding, it's just to irritate people? Do you think it's like a subliminal irritation device that we're not maybe hearing with our ears, but maybe it's somehow it's Who's running
0: us? them for 50 years, stuff?
1: I know. It's just who is yeah, in charge years. of running them? That's yeah. the question. Oh, I know. Yeah. But it is it is very <laughs> mysterious. The Guidestones yeah. aren't even as mysterious as that. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty damn mysterious. No, the, the
2: Guidestones are like a hammer over the face. Like, you yeah. know what they're saying. Yeah. Yes, you can read into it a little bit and maybe de- decipher some more. But when someone builds a Stonehenge copy that is like directly facing the sun, is on a ley line, and is telling all but 500,000 people of the world to kill themselves, you know that's pretty evil. Mm-hmm. Um, these things, on the other hand, They seem to have relation to worldly events. Some of them, like that Yosemite Sam one, I think might have a really sick meaning. You know, I mean, you just
0: gave me chills. What do you mean? Elaborate on that one.
2: He's talking about, you know, I'm gonna blow y'all to smithereens. Oh, you know, it's some of them are, and I'm sure there's tons of them are decoys too, right? Keep people wrapped up in them. Yeah, Um, people have to trust their gut more. I think in today's world, we've had our own instincts beaten out of us and we've replaced them with the reason of other people. And when you listen to that, and like you just said, like you got chills back, listen to that because that's probably the right way to feel. Don't hold off on that and wait until some person who society says knows more about it than you will explain to you that it's this, that, or the other thing. It's like, I don't know this person, and I don't know what their gains are. But what got humanity you know, through the first million years of existence was trusting their gut, yeah. not listening to other people who might not have your best interests at heart. So if you can get anything away from all of the blackpilling I've done throughout this podcast, <laughs> that's what I want to say. Listen to your gut, okay?
1: So if any of you, uh, back in break, would come up with your own noise for a number station what would you
2: do <laughs> mm.
1: come up with an I would come up with one it would be like it would be like Bush senior saying not gonna do it <laughs> not gonna do it
2: wouldn't be prudent no,
1: wouldn't be prudent no new taxes
2: <laughs> mine would probably be <laughs> I, I don't have an eloquent enough voice but but somebody reading very calmly and carefully the lyrics to bastards of Young just repeating it over and over again.
1: Hmm.
0: I think I would just go with something that's already made, like number nine, number nine. There you go. Number nine.
2: Oh my God. I could see that like just setting people on fire. You know what? By the way, speaking of the Beatles song, I always wondered did maybe they were listening to number stations. Wow. They probably were. <laughs> hmm.
0: Well, listeners, we want to thank you for your listenership. We have grown exponentially. And We would love for you to reach out to us, shoot us an email at tothespiritpod at gmail.com, leave us a review, rate us.
2: I just want to say thanks to, apparently, from what Beck and Steph have said, all the nice things people have said about me. I hope I haven't ticked a few of you off in this episode, but thank you.
0: We welcome different opinions.
2: We like to hear (laughs) all sides of the story
0: to put our own puzzle pieces together to form our own opinions like intelligent people. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, I'm back. And I'm Steph. And if you want nightmares, <laughs> tune in to your local number station.
2: <laughs> to the spirit. Oh. Podcast. Supernatural. Supernatural. Science. Analyze. I'm, ghosting. I'm ghosting. Psychic.
1: Mystic. Mystic. spirits,
0: Divine source. Heaven. The dead.
1: It's magic. It's magic.